about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Praise God. I do have the handout sheets with me again. We'll do the same thing at the end. We'll pass those out, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Let me say this before I forget it. When you got your book last week, I hope you do not make that be the only time that you look at your book. Because when you read the book, and it's really not that awful long, so you can sit down in the session and read it, But the Spirit of God can point things out to you again that you may may not necessarily have been pointed out to you before. At least you didn't grasp it or whatever. So I just encourage you to read that having to do with prosperity and the kingdom of God and finances. It has never been God's will or design for the church, the body of Christ, to have this much access to his word yet very little demonstration or manifestation. If we read about Jesus, when you read it's in red, you're going to see he was always demonstrating and manifesting to the people. And you and I are the body of Christ here on planet Earth right now, so that's what we should have operating in our lives as well. It's going to take the Word of God in order for us to see that and do that, but we can't just rely on just hearing and reading the word, but yet having no follow-through, no demonstration or manifestation coming from that. Okay, for our first scripture this evening, we're going to go to the, the Gospel of John, chapter 10. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, in verses 36 through 38. John 10.36 Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, Believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. He's using the phraseology in the words there about works. It's the same thing we were just talking about, demonstration and manifestation. And so he's letting them know. If I don't do the works of my Father, believe me not. In other words, he was here to do, to demonstrate the kingdom of God and God's will in our lives. And so, <clears throat> hence when he said that, he has been doing that. And that's what you and I should be looking at and looking for in our own lives. Okay, let's go to the gospel according to Matthew. And we're going to be going to the 13th chapter. It will be Matthew chapter 13. We're going to look specifically at verses 53 and 54. And one other after that. 
<clears throat> Matthew thirteen fifty three and 54. <clears throat> and it came to pass, when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? <clears throat> Come down to verse 58. And he did not many works there because of their unbelief. Again, Jesus was doing work, manifesting things for them to see. It's uh, like an object lesson. If you have a show and tell, sometimes it's much easier for people to grasp things and understand them. So manifestations of the kingdom of God. And again, the whole context of this is how we're dealing with finances and money in the kingdom of God. So these things specifically apply to that. Uh, <clears throat> I want to read this one in a different translation for you. Uh, I'm going to go to the CEV, CEV version, which stands for Contemporary English Version. And I'll read the same scriptures. Matthew 13, 53. When Jesus had finished telling these stories, he left and went to his hometown. He taught in their meeting place, and the people were so amazed that they asked, where does he get all this wisdom and the power to work these miracles? And then down to verse 53. Verse 58, and because the people did not have any faith, Jesus did not many miracles there. <clears throat> so they hear him, they're wondering how in the world he's able to teach and preach like this and manifest, but yet they didn't have the faith and the confidence in them. Sometimes the different uh, translations, I think they help the way they word things and bring things out. All right, now let's go to 1 Peter. I better get back out of that translation. And I want 1 Peter chapter 4 is what we're looking for. 1 Peter 4. <clears throat> and we're going to look at verse 10. 1 Peter, chapter 4, <clears throat> reading from verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now my first question about this should be an easy one for you. It says, as every man hath what? If you have the King James, as every man hath, received. Have, did what? Received. 
What might that word be? Yes, it is. <laughs> lambano. As every man hath received the gift. That word lambano, we use it many times. Again, it means what? It means to take and get a hold of. As I've used the illustration before, if I was to offer you a $100 bill this evening, I said if. <laughs> Your job would be to receive it if you wanted it. If you didn't want it, well, there's nothing you have to do about it. But received it. It's important because it's talking about taking and getting a hold of many times. Now, you can't have the word receive or received be in there and have it not be that same Greek word, but many times it is, and it certainly is in this case. <clears throat> okay, uh, every man hath, whoops, hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What do you think a steward might be? A What's that? A student? A student? Uh, Straightful. Straightful person. That certainly is, is applicable to it. An What's that? A steward is an overseer. Sure. Okay, we're hitting right on here. So let me uh, <clears throat> let me go to that word. You don't really want me to try to pronounce it in the Greek because I might murder it, but it's something like oconomos. It's actually two words mixed together. It is a manager and overseer, by extension, a fiscal agent. Anybody got a clue what fiscal means? F I S C A L. What's that? It's, it's a, a time management fiscal year. Okay, it could be in that context, but the fiscal here is having to do with finances. Well, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about is finances. So, <clears throat> as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. An overseer, by extension, a fiscal agent. Here, to define that, they have the word treasurer. It could be a preacher of the gospel also, a governor or a steward. What I wanted to bring out, actually, in the Greek interpretation of this word, we're talking about fiscal agent of finances. And so this has to do with what, we're, what we have been speaking on for several weeks now, about the finances in the kingdom of God. Okay. Uh, in a couple of places here I have, well, not really explanations, some things that I'm going to read off. Remember, you will get this sheet at the end, and then you'll be able to see everything that's on there. <clears throat> Your gift, you just, got, you just got done talking about us receiving the gift of God and then use it. Your gift will lead you to your purpose, which will reveal your potential.
potential. And the wisdom of God will be added to you. Then you can minister to people and help turn them from darkness to light in the kingdom of God. So your gift is going to lead you to your purpose. And if you can remember back when Pastor was teaching on the kingdom of God, now we were talking about purpose and function, a bunch of things along that line. Your gift will lead you to your purpose, which will reveal your potential. Does anybody in here have potential this evening? That's an absolute yes. Capital Y, capital E, capital S. We may not always think of it that way, but the Spirit of God would have us think of that. We have potential because the Spirit of the living God is inside of us. That's just not a story. It's not just something we talk about. The Spirit of God is in you, the greater one. <clears throat> so your gift will lead you to your purpose, which will reveal your potential, and the wisdom of God will be added to you. You can then minister to people and help turn them from darkness to light into the kingdom of God. And then I have the word prosperity there. The reason that's there, that is what our lessons are about, kingdom of God, finances, and prosperity. So you'll be enabled also to teach somebody, to guide them in the way to help them, and then share with them the good news about the kingdom of God when it comes to finances. If they go to reading the Bible, they're going to find many, many times in there Jesus was talking about finances. There's many parables about it. <clears throat> and they're in there for a reason. So I have a little star next to that word prosperity, and that's what it's in there for when you get your hand out, because we're tying it in with our, our lessons that are going on here. <clears throat> All right, now we're going to go to a book that we've been at recently at here, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua was a man of God, was he not? Joshua chapter 1, we're specifically going to be looking at verses 8 and 9. <clears throat> uh, it would help if I got myself in the right chapter. I know what I can do here. Okay, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy closet, out of thy desk. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Our mouth is extremely important, is it not? When we're talking about making confessions, when we're speaking the word of God, when we're making declarations, when we're telling the devil to get hence, our mouth is extremely important. So it's saying here, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Several sessions back, we were talking about meditating, were we not? <clears throat> Meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou 
shall have good success. Do you have a part in your life in kingdom of God prosperity? You absolutely do. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. That word prosperous is to break out to come mightily, to go over, to be profitable, to prosper. And I bring these definitions out so that you can see. If we just hear that English word, it may not necessarily, we may not think it's tying into something. Well, the definition of that word is going right along with what we're looking at and studying here. Thou shalt have good success. Their definition of success is to prosper, to succeed, to teach, and to understand. And so that's what you and I want to have in our life. It will not just come by osmosis. You can't just think you're going to catch it on a local TV show. I mean, unless it happens to be a minister speaking on TV, which many of them do now. But the point being, we're going to have to apply ourselves to it. The kingdom of God is real. In the area of kingdom God finances, that is exactly what he wants for us. And we'll see as we go on, especially what I have to share at the end, you see how things can change. God is very serious about prosperity in your life and in my life. He wants us to be able to demonstrate it so those around us can see. Now, it is not the only subject in the Bible. Let me reiterate that again, as I've said many times. We're not placing that way above salvation, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, healing and many other things. We're not saying that. But it has its place in our lives to the same extent they do. And when you are enabled financially, you're going to be enabled to be a gift to somebody else. You may give them a gift, but more than that, you're going to be able to be a gift to them because you're going to be able to teach and show them some things out of the Word of God. All right, let's go to the Galatians. You say you're moving right along here this evening. Yeah, I know it, but sort of for a purpose because we have some other things that we want to do as well. I'm not rushing for that reason, but... We look at these verses together, Galatians 6.10. One of the reasons I always provide a handout is for you to be able to look at your notes afterwards. Now, we did change it up a little bit this time in the fact that Normally, I used to pass the handouts out at first, and you had to follow along. <clears throat> and this time, I decided to do it differently. And as, we, as we've shared many of our sessions, I still encourage you to take notes, because you will hear something that means something to you that didn't necessarily mean I get pointed out to somebody else here. But that's because the Spirit of God knew what you needed, and it's going to fit and work in your life. <clears throat> okay, Galatians... Chapter 6 and verse 10. 
as we have, therefore, opportunity. What in the world? We find the right button again. Interruption. That happens in life, you know. Sometimes you might even spill your coffee in the morning. That's not too much fun. But <clears throat> Galatians chapter 6. Let's see if we can get back to verse 10 here. <clears throat> As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. An opportunity, he said. What do you suppose an opportunity might be? Well, somebody could say, uh, you may have just got laid off from work on your job. <clears throat> that wouldn't be a good financial thing, but if that happened, somebody else comes along and says, it could be a brother-in-law, sister-in-law, who knows, wouldn't necessarily have to be, but someone comes along and says, uh, I heard you was out of work. I need some help in this area. Would you like to, like to go ahead and do that? Well, that would be an opportunity. You just get laid off my job in this example, and now something else is coming right up. So opportunities, the Spirit of God brings us opportunities. And I'm talking about He will bring us financial opportunities. I've seen it happen in my life. See it come out of the blue, not even expecting anything. <clears throat> so we need to understand there are times for opportunities. Oh yeah, I wanted to give you a little bit more on that word. A convenient season, an occasion, a proper time. That's when an opportunity comes. Now sometimes an opportunity may come and we may not picture it or seeing is that well it's really not a good time right now well then that may not be for you or it's not going to work out now if it did come up like that and it sounded like it was a good opportunity but yet didn't seem like it fit it wasn't too convenient <clears throat> I suggest and you could always pray about it could you not ask the Holy Spirit is this a distraction is this something that you want me to see, you want me to consider, and then you'll get an answer. You'll get an answer. And that would be wisdom. If it didn't, if it didn't immediately strike your spirit right off when you heard it, you may know immediately if that's what you wanted to do or what you should do. <clears throat> as we have opportunity, as we have opportunity, do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Uh, the Gospel according to John, chapter 16, and we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 15. John chapter 16, verses 12 to 15. As you can see again, this is in red. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. 
Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Not just a few things, all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. <clears throat> he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Do you believe it's possible for the Holy Spirit to guide you and show you some things in the Word of God in our context in the area of finances? Yes. I know he can. I also know he already has. Not meaning just in this session, it wouldn't, I would not doubt at all something has happened in some people's life in this session, but we've had many sessions on finances, and we've heard people's testimony and stuff coming back. You and I should not feel bad if Sister Susie's got a testimony. You think, wow, did you hear that testimony? You might be wondering, well, what's going on with you here, Harry? <clears throat> They're a child of God. You don't know what situation they were in. You don't know what and how and why the Holy Spirit ministered to them in that area. But we certainly should be happy for them. And I would, I would say that, I would suggest that the case is probably they were placing a demand on the Holy Spirit. They were asking the Holy Spirit for some information, some revelation, something to do helped them to understand something, and hence that's why it came to them. But all of us are in the line, so to speak. He's willing to help all of us. I mean, look at the wording Jesus uses here. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He absolutely will show us things to come. And I'm saying in any and all areas in the kingdom of God, but obviously in what we're talking about, finances in the kingdom of God, he will show you that. <clears throat> uh, let me get this word. I believe this is the one I want. When it says in verse 13, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. That word guide means to show the way, to lead. Uh, I imagine down here in Florida they have fishing guides and stuff. I don't know that. I'm suspecting they may. I know where I come from in the state of Maine. They have guides way up north and people, where people go to do all kinds of bear hunting, deer hunting, and everything else. They have guides up there. And the people that live in that area have done it for years, and they do have to be licensed by the state now. But the fact of the matter is, they know where they're going and what, what they're doing. People get lost in those woods. It's not a good thing to get lost in the woods in Maine. 
in the wintertime, believe me. I think I might have related this before, maybe even quite a while ago, but I had a friend, he would have been only, I think he was one year ahead of me in school. He went up there on a hunting trip with his father and other members. Usually there's quite a party of them to go along. Well, anyhow, him and his friend got lost. They got separated from the other ones. The other friend made it back out. But when he comes back out, and him and this other guy's name was Sean, when he comes out and Sean's not with him, and now they're worried. Where is Sean? Well, we saw they got separated, and I just kept walking, and now I'm here, but I don't know where he is. Make a long story short, he lost his foot, one of his feet. Frostbitten, no, severe frostbite. I mean, he's lucky he could have, you know, much worse could have happened. <clears throat> so anyhow, a guide can be important in many areas. The Holy Spirit's our guide. You know, what we're talking about this, what we're talking about this evening the Holy Spirit's our guide in the area of finances. He wants to enable us and help us. He said, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive. That's the same Greek word again, to take and get a hold of. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. <clears throat> the word show means to announce in detail. Detail. You want to know detail what's going to happen in this area of finances. He's going to announce in de detail. He's going to declare. He's going to report. And he's going to speak. The Holy Spirit is our guide. We don't ever want to forget that. <clears throat> he's available 24-7. I mean, doesn't even have to have an operator picking up or whatever. He's always on the line. Here's what I said in my notes. The Holy Spirit is your tutor. Ever heard of a tutor? Sometimes people need a tutor to help them get through a class or whatever it is, whatever. But the Holy Spirit is your tutor. A definition of a tutor is a private teacher. That's what a tutor would be, a private teacher or guide. And that's what we're talking about. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He's going to show us things. <clears throat> All right, let's move along. Let's go to Luke chapter 19. <laughs> Luke chapter 19, we're going to be looking at verses 11 through 13. Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. 
Sort of interesting phraseology, is he not? This certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and return. Sounds like a businessman. Sounds like a knowledgeable businessman. Sounds like a confident businessman. I mean, he's going there to receive this kingdom, and then he's going to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. <clears throat> Doesn't sound like their attitude was the best. But the point we want to look at, this nobleman was going to go into a different country and receive for himself a kingdom and then return here. And so with that happening, he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. <clears throat> what do you think the word occupy might be? Do business. What's that? Do business. Very good. To busy oneself with, to trade or occupy business. To trade or occupy. To carry on a business. To carry on the business of a banker or trader. Does any of this, even though this is in the Bible, does any of this sound like it has to do with money? Are there people that do trading today? I'm not talking about baseball cards. I'm talking about like Wall Street, the stock market, the options, the commodities, silver and gold, heating oil, all kinds of things. And are even to include Bitcoin. <laughs> this is to carry on the business as a banker or a trader. Again, I point that out. These are the definitions of these words. One might not necessarily grasp that if they didn't look up the definitions of those words. It's, I say it's very important. So this is the context that we're talking about. And from what we just read above there, he gave them the money to do something in that area. Then he gave them 10 pounds. <clears throat> no, I did not know what that was in that denomination, in that situation. <clears throat> Occupy till I come, he says, meaning to do business. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I have another section here, another paragraph that I want to read. Uh, and again, this will be on your handout sheet when you receive it. When an opportunity crosses your path, and I suggest there may be some path crossing in the lives of the people here. When an opportunity crosses your path, 
do not just judge it by your talent or logic. Now, you may have the ability with talent and logic in your life that could coincide with this opportunity. But don't let that be the only thing. Again, the Spirit of God is our tutor, our guide. He's going to show you things to come. Well, I don't know that much about finances. You've been saying this a long time. We all had to start someplace. Do you think I knew it when I first started? Absolutely not. I'm very fortunate that I always had a desire to learn, meaning once I got born again in the kingdom of God. And I've always done this, meaning looking up the meaning of words and the how and the why. And as those of us that are a little over 21 years of age right now, uh, <clears throat> way back then, we had Strong's Concordance or other books. You know, big, thick book. And it took a time, flip through those pages and then find the right thing, but then you got the answer. Well, now that's on the little device right here, so praise God for that. So anyhow, we were saying, when an opportunity crosses your path, do not just judge it by your talent or logic. Rather, allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you. And I need to encourage us all again. He is wanting and willing to do that. And then we ask him. You know, if you go into whatever, a restaurant, a donut shop, a coffee shop, something, you know, in order to reciprocate, you're going to have to tell them what it is that you want, and then they'll get it for you. Well, Holy Spirit's our helper. And so we need to be asking him, and he'll enable us. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you. When the Spirit of God shows you an opportunity... It will be beyond your vision, your reach, and your resources. You said, say what? Why would he show me an opportunity that's beyond my vision, my reach, and my resources? Why would he do that? You know later on when you got your page to read it when we get down there, but... <clears throat> He wants to build you up. He wants to grow you. He wants it to go on. Let me just read the whole thing, I guess. Maybe they'll help us better. <clears throat> when the Spirit of God shows you an opportunity, it will be beyond your vision, reach, and resources. This will require your faith and confidence in Him. Faith is not needed for the possible. Because, see, this is going to be beyond all that. Well, if the opportunity gave you is something that you're well-versed in and all, you're not going to need any faith for that. You already understand it now. But if he presents something that's much bigger and that may be out of what you're used to right now, then we're going to have to depend on him. And that's what he wants, us depending on him so he can show us these things. When the Spirit of God shows you an opportunity, it will be beyond your vision, reach, and resources. This will require your faith and confidence in him. Faith is not needed for the possible. The church has somehow set aside performance. Again, if the Holy Spirit brings an opportunity your way, he'll give you understanding and stuff about it, 
But then you're going to have to go ahead and work that opportunity and perform in that area to bring it to come to pass. Again, in the area of finances. Using your gift. The gift of God that is within us and that which coupled with what the Holy Spirit's going to show us, that's going to cause this to come to pass. And there will be a performance of those things. Uh, Give me one second here. Okay, yes. So we need to trust the Holy Spirit when he brings an opportunity our way that he will give us some understanding with that. He will guide us in that. You don't have to know it all. I mean, if it's a, a good opportunity, which it would be coming from him, you're going to need understanding in it. You're going to need guidance and all. And that's what he's going to be there for. And that's how it can happen. All right, let's go to uh, the book of Job. How does he fit in here? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Book of Job, chapter 32. You can't find Job either? (laughs) I have a little benefit in that because I have a device here that can help me find the things relatively quickly. Job 32... Verse 8. I'll wait a second for you to find it. I might even wait three seconds. Who knows? So. <clears throat> Job 32, verse 8. Uh, everybody got it? Yeah. Okay, very good. Job 32, 8. But there is a spirit in man... And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Interesting, is it not? The word inspiration means divine, ins- divine inspiration, breath, intellect. There is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty. Guess what the definition of Almighty is? Almighty. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Not no paragraph with different words and possibilities here. Almighty. El Shaddai, so to speak. Giveth them understanding. To understand, to separate things mentally. To have intelligence, to think, to understand. There's an understanding. I want to, yes, this is the one. I want to look at this one in the GW translation. Anybody remember what I've said that was before? What's that? Very good. GW, I call it the GW instead of writing it out. The name of the translation is God's Word. 
Okay, so we're going to look for what, see what God's word has to say with Job 32, 8. And you'll notice the wording is definitely different sometimes, but the meaning is going to be there. However, there is in humans a spirit, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. The spirit that's in you and I. If this breath that's allowing me to speak this evening, if that breath decides to cut off, you know, not just for two seconds, a little problem with the mic, I'm saying if the breath is gone, I'm not going to be doing any more speaking. But it's, let me read it again. However, there is in humans a spirit, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. God will give you understanding in the areas that you need it. Especially and specifically when we ask him for that. We have not because ye ask not. <clears throat> so God gives us understanding. All right, the last one is going to be the lengthy one. Go to 2 Corinthians. And I have to decide. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, the ninth chapter, is about finances. Uh, let me go back into the King James for a minute, and I may go over and read some of this in the God's word also. If we read all of it, it would be verses 1 through 15. I'm going to shorten it because of a couple other things I want to accomplish this evening as well. But let's look, spe let's look specifically from verse 6. 2 Corinthians 9 from verse 6. Because I want to read a few of these in the King James and then I want to jump over and read them in the God's word. The heading in my Bible for these verses starts with the cheerful giver. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, every man? Yes, every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves what? Cheerful. A cheerful giver. And as we've shared many times, and I trust we all grasp it, it really does not make a difference whether you're talking a penny, a dime, a dollar, a thousand dollars, a ten million. The amount is not that thing. It's, it's the heart. That's what, he's looking, that's what he's seeing and why. He's using the word, uh, <clears throat> well, sparingly. That's going to mean stingily, abstemiously is the word. And so if that's what our heart is, well, then that's what we're going to have. But that's going to affect the return also. 
So anyhow, let me, let me read on here because I want to read some of this in God's Word. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Now he didn't say <clears throat> all sufficiency in all things so that we can buy three more suits, three more cars, whatever the situation is. Now you may be able to do that, especially as you grow in the area of stewardship and finances. I know ministers that are quite wealthy in the kingdom of God right now, but it's because they've applied themselves to the word of God and allowed the, and allowed the spirit of God to show them some things. And then they see that it has worked. I'm going to, a little story I want to share here in just a minute. We'll bring that out in some respects. Let me, uh, let me switch over to the God's word one here for this. I read just the same amount of verses that we just read, but this time it's going to be coming out of the God's Word translation. Starting with verse 6. Remember this. The farmer who plants a few seeds will have a very small harvest, but the farmer who plants because he has received God's blessings will receive a harvest of God's blessings in return. Each of you should give Whatever you have decided. I had that come up in my own life this week. I won't go into that right now, but <clears throat> it was definite intervention by the Spirit of God in something. Each of you should give whatever you have decided. You should not be sorry that you gave or feel, or feel forced to give since God loves a cheerful giver. And believe me, the church that I first, when I first got born again, it was the only church I knew about, and so it was fine. We went there, and after a while in growing, I began to learn that it was like a legalistic church or whatever. And they were a church at that time. Hopefully they've changed now. That was a few, few moons ago. Uh, that they would put the pressure on you for finances. And my wife and I felt bad. You know, we didn't have then what we have now. Uh, and so you couldn't be given a particular dollar amount. <clears throat> okay, move along. Besides, God will give you his constantly overflowing kindness. Then, when you always have everything you need, you can do more and more good things. The scripture says, the righteous person gives freely to the poor. His righteousness continues forever. God gives seed to the farmer and food to those who need to eat. God will also give you seed and multiply it. In your lives, he will increase the things that you do that have his approval. And there's plenty of Lessons in the scripture about seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping and giving that we can understand. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm going to jump to this one now. This other one that I'm going to share right now, I'm not going to give you a handout on that because it's just notes that I made. Uh, this is a story, it is a real story, it's a true story, and it involves a minister of the gospel, uh, and I think you'll find it 
It's a lot of humorous. Some of it I wrote up. I mean, I'm telling you, I did hear this personally from this individual. So <clears throat> let me just go with it. Uh, and I should say, as we get into this, he had been teaching on the kingdom of God, living by faith and trusting and believing God's word prior to this incident happening. I will share this story of opportunities from the Spirit of God. This is about a well-known minister of God, and this is a true story. He heard in his spirit one day, buy the brown chicken. A little strange. Now, to give a little, very little background to it, this brown chicken was an establishment, like a chicken place. He, he understood, knew where it was and all that. But when this comes to him, he heard in his spirit now. It wasn't, you know, late night food or something that upset him. He heard in his spirit, buy the brown chicken. He said and thought, I do not want to have a chicken business. I do not want to be involved in that. He dismissed the thought and the idea right away. What in the world talking to me about a brown chicken? A few weeks later, Again, he hears, buy the brown chicken. He does not want a chicken business. The Spirit of God did not say, have a chicken business. The Spirit of God said, buy the brown chicken. He's interpreting it. I don't want no chicken business. Okay. Now, a couple of months later, remember, this is a true story. A couple of months later, he's driving by there and saw that they are tearing down the brown chicken. He says to himself, what is going on here? He then inquires about what is going on there at the brown chicken. He found out a developer bought the brown chicken and had the building torn down, cleared out the entire lot, and is going to erect a luxury condominium project. Remember, he did not want a chicken business. Had he inquired of the Lord, he would have found out that this was a divine opportunity. He, he dismissed the idea with his own logic and thinking. Logic and faith do not mix. They do not work together. Remember we talked about several, several sessions back about the mixer, the tongue, and faith. He would not have to become a developer or run a chicken business, or any of that. He could have sold the property for a handsome profit and learned more about divine opportunities. He now has learned more about that since this story. And that's the way he shared it. Now he's had many up, and he knew. About just after that time, he knew, I blew it. And he had to fess up. He absolutely did. He blew it. 
because of that way in thinking or whatever. But the grace of God brought them other opportunities. And there have been, they've been more than one. <clears throat> the Spirit of God may bring an opportunity across your path. It is certainly not beyond him. Very capable of doing that. When and if the Spirit of God brings an opportunity across your path, listen and inquire. You can ask him. Does he understand English? No problem. the kingdom